This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. everyone and welcome to Inside the Red and White. This is the podcast for fans by fans about all things Arsenal women and women's football in general. We talk through it all from the perspective of the Red and White singing group, which is dedicated to building the atmosphere at Arsenal women's games. I'm Susie and this week I have a special guest co-host that stepped into the breach for Nat um, and you've heard her voice before on this podcast. It's Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, thanks so much for having me. That was such a good little intro, I loved it. (laughs) Well, thank you very much for joining me and being my co-host for the day. We have a few bits and pieces to talk about. Honestly, I'm thinking about this and I'm I'm a little bit concerned about when the season starts, (laughs) considering how much we can talk (laughs) about basically off-season stuff. I dread to think how long these podcasts are going to be when when we actually (laughs) kick off again three-hour podcast every week exactly you know, put it in for your commute guys it will last you all week <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's the aim we're not we're not uh, we're not just covering one way we're we're covering the entire week's commute um <laughs> this week we've got a few things to cover so the first bit of news is super exciting despite the fact it's around technically quite a boring topic uh ticketing so next season, Block 2 is going to be the designated atmosphere block at the Emirates for Arsenal Women's Games. So basically, that is where the Red and White and the Supporters Club are going to aim to be. Um, obviously, that means that the singers are all going to be there as well. Um, the people who, who always aim to be quite loud at these games. Um, anyone can buy there, but the aim is to make sure that we're there to bring the atmosphere to the Emirates and we know that this is something that the club wants as well so our supporters club has worked very closely with Arsenal directly to make this possible so it's all incredibly exciting Um, and obviously uh, block two it was the block that the red and white decided to book in for the semi-final of the Champions League last season Uh, so we've already had one game in that position and I think it's it really is such a a good space because it is 
near the dugouts. It's not directly behind it, but it's kind of in that vicinity. So it's on the side that the players will really be able to hear us, whether they're sat there in the dugouts waiting to to get on that pitch, whether they're coming over for drinks or whatever it is. We're really going to have that opportunity to, to properly get behind them. And I think the fact that we're going to have one space in each of these games we know that the players are going to know where to look for that support we're going Absolutely. to get Manu like Manu <laughs> Patrick Katie like everybody like that yeah. makes us up normally they're going to know to be able to look for us and and just glance over and know that we're going to be able to bring even more noise it's and to be able to to know that we'll all be sat together and be such a concentration of voices as well it's everything that we've aimed for Really? It absolutely is. And it, it feels like, I think someone might have said this at the Wolfsburg game, it feels like we're bringing the North Bank to the Emirates, which is ultimately what we're trying to do, isn't it? You know, going forward, that's that's the long-term goal. And I think, I know you mentioned him really briefly then, but Patrick, you know, when he turned to us in that Wolfsburg game and really amped us up, and I just think, like you say, they're going to know we're there every, every game that's at the Emirates. Well, the WSL ones. I, I think this has the potential to be so massive for everything that we've been building. You know, you speak to anyone and Arsenal women's fans are, I mean, we know this, but we are the noisiest, the most passionate, the most consistent. And I think that, you know, the club recognising that now is such a huge sort of credit to to the work that everyone's been putting in. I can't wait to see where it goes. One of the points of the red and white, it's it's kind of twofold, really. It's we want to bring that support for the players, but we kind of we do want to be visible and show everybody how fun it is to get involved in something like this and to come along and be passionate about the game and to really, like I say, throw that support behind the players. And the fact that we're going to be so concentrated, it will make it much easier for that sound to carry. And I do envisage this helping other people, the fact that we have block two, other people will know about that. And if they want to come and get involved, all they have to do is book vaguely near us and they'll be able to get involved too because that atmosphere is going to carry. We're not keeping it to ourselves in block two. We <laughs> want it to expand around the whole of the Emirates. I mean, honestly, like such a big shout out to, you know, Farah, Zoe, Rachel, everybody that's been working on this, uh, everybody at Arsenal as well. It is such a team effort. And I think that nobody's going to miss the hectic buying of tickets <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night that we've oh. talked about before on this podcast. <laughs> It is also a lot of work right now to to make sure that this is possible and gathering all the relevant information together to make these bookings. And so, like I say, big up to, to Farah and everybody involved for that. But I think that once we've got this sorted, we know that we're set for those five games. Champions League games, assuming that, you know, we, we get to that stage, those aren't involved, uh, included in this package. So that will be a separate issue. But I think that the fact that we'll have already established a presence through these other five games, as a progression from last season when there were maybe a few of us in the North Bank. I remember, you know, <laughs> Lee kind of jumping around, singing and shouting everybody for not singing. From that to having our own block at the Emirates, that's it's, progression. And that's more than I think we could have dreamed of at the beginning of last season. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about it, I always refer to this. I mean, it was my first game, but that Leon game uh, at the Emirates and there was like such a small little group of us just mm. trying to like you know chant a bit make a little bit of noise and I just I actually I almost get goosebumps thinking about you know block two erupting into like a version of um, North London forever I just oh. think I mean that is gonna be unbelievable if you just it doesn't even bear thinking about oh it's gonna be amazing <laughs> 
It really is. And do you know what's going to make it even more amazing? Look at this transition into our next topic. <laughs> when Russo <laughs> walks out onto that pitch and we all sing, start singing her songs. <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what I thought. So we've been talking about it for so, so long. It's been like the most open secret, I think, in the world. I, I don't think I'm exaggerating. The fact that Russo <laughs> has, has officially signed for Arsenal. I, I, th- I, I got the sense that admin were just like, finally, the same with yeah. us. Like, <laughs> obviously, it's, it's been known about for so long and it's just that technicality and possibly Manchester United not wanting us to say anything before the yes. official end of the contract. But Russo is a gunner. Alessia Russo, welcome to Arsenal. We can't wait for you to be on that pitch. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, do you know what I loved was in the... Um, the video that Arsenal put out of uh, Alessia's first day, and I don't know who it was, but a staff member went, she's here, she's finally here, it's happened. And I thought, that's exactly how we all feel. <laughs> it's been brewing for so long now. I think I put a tweet out about this, but that moment, obviously at the Emirates will be totally different, but that moment when Alessia first walks in, onto the pitch at Meadow Park and the North Bank just erupts, I mean, we must have like 700 songs ready to go. It's just... <laughs> no exaggeration. Yeah. I just, I can't wait. I think it's going to be amazing. And I think the timing is great. Obviously, the hype around the Lionesses helps, always brings people into women's football. And I just, yeah, it's brilliant. What I find quite funny is I know that from that video that um, that was put out the behind the scenes, I think it was Leah... She basically said, this looks normal. I've seen so many edits with your head on an Arsenal shirt for the past yes. five months, it seems. But no, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's going to be huge for the club. I think that we, we, already, we already saw the impact of having Leah and Beth. And obviously, we've talked about it before on this podcast, where a lot of people, they come for one game, expecting, you know, just wanting to see a Lioness in action. And then they've stayed because they've fallen in love with the club and, and the players and everything to do with women's football. And, and I think that this is just going to further add to that. And I mean, Arsenal is already head and shoulders above these other clubs in terms of, we sold out the Emirates. Nobody else has done that. Mm. And adding Alessia to the mix. It's just going to take it to new heights. It'll be interesting to see the kind of audience that she brings over. You know, um, I think it was what it is one of those transfers that whether people will will move with her and follow. Be you know, for, do they follow her? Do they follow the club? That'll be interesting to see. But I yes. think that for most of our players, or for for Arsenal rather, I like to think that we'd keep it. Like, you know, like we'd keep in touch, like with Jordan. We'd be like, oh, she's doing well over there. Yeah. We're still very much Arsenal. So the only kind of negative thing that I would say about this whole scenario. There's been that fan reaction. And when I say that, I'm not talking about Arsenal fans. Um, I am talking, obviously, about Manchester (laughs) United fans. It's such a shame. It really is. You make such a good point about, you know, when Jordan left. I mean, she was a lifelong Arsenal player. And there's no question that we were gutted to lose her. There's, you know, no one ever questioned that. But all we did was wish her the best. Mm. And I think it's such a shame that as fans of a team, they can't wish a player the best and go, do you know what? We don't like that we're losing you, but we respect that Mm. you're doing what's right for you. And good luck with it. Because ultimately, I think that's what we would do. I like to think that we would always wish them the best rather than that negative I would play kind of like devil's advocate here and say that with Jordan, that's quite an exceptional situation. Yes. I think it's quite obvious her love for this club and the fact that if there were any other 
options for her she wouldn't leave if she was getting minutes she wouldn't have left and so you know and and it's amazing that it worked out for her she she's she's gone she left to get the minutes she's talked openly still about how much she she loves arsenal and it worked she's on that plane that's very oh, true she was on that plane when did they land <laughs> <laughs> She's in now. the air, I think, right now. So she is actually on that plane. There's nothing stopping her getting to uh, to Australia. But I do think that I'm sure that everybody listening would hate me making this comparison. But if Katie were yes. to choose in the future at some point, well, to ever leave, but to go to Chelsea, would we be happy? I mean, that's the comparison. There's no denying we'd be raging. But, but yeah. I don't think we would react. I like to think, as a fan base, that we wouldn't react in that way that. I know not all of, but a lot of those Man United fans reacted, which was Mm. just so negative. And I think really kind of upsetting to see almost. I I know I agree with what you're saying. If Katie went to Chelsea, there's, there's no question that we would not be happy. But I like to think that we would still wish her the best. Maybe not scoring against us best. Like, you know. <laughs> we, wouldn't, we wouldn't want that for Jordan. We wouldn't want that for anybody. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is just a shame, and especially because of, I think it was a, an interview in The Athletic today that uh, Cherie spotted that basically said that she's had to come away from social media and essentially has somebody else manage that because of all of this this whole narrative that's been around the, the transfer. And I don't think it's necessarily helped how drawn out it's been as well. It hasn't mm. been a, you know, it's here, boom, done. It, it's been very drawn out. So it's it's let, I suspect, feelings fester on, on the Manchester United side of particularly when you look and see that there hasn't really been that much activity to replace her at this stage. Well, I think that as well, the other thing that from this past week that we'd really have to talk about is the fact that we now have a woman managing a professional men's football team in England. Um, So Hannah Dingley, She's been named the, I think it's caretaker head coach of Forest Green Rovers. I believe that that's that's how it's been phrased in the media. So technically that word caretaker might mean that it's temporary. I I don't know, you know, let's let's hope that it it perhaps becomes something a bit more permanent. I think it's quite exciting, really, the fact that this is off the back of Lydia Bedford moving to work for Brentford with the under-18s too. Absolutely. You can kind of see that movement. Um, And I think it's just, I think it is partly, you know, obviously it's going to take some time to make that cultural change. I think. Yes. Nat and I talked about it before in terms of Lydia. She's working with the younger players, which is amazing because they'll have that experience and that interaction at an earlier stage to then take into their adulthood and their later playing careers. But I think that the fact that the WSL in itself, it hasn't been professional for that long. And so having players, for example, that want to become coaches, it's perhaps not been a full career path that they could take. And so I think that now we're starting to see the results of perhaps whether it is players or whether it's, you know, the fact that it is becoming more professional, there are more opportunities for female coaches and managers to work with the women's teams, gain a lot of experience to then transition into the men's teams. I think that that transitional side of things is going to become hopefully easier as, as um, you know, the longer, obviously, the women's the women's game stays professional and the, the more experience that they're going to get. Absolutely. And I think also what's quite interesting to mention is the qualification, I think that's the right word, um, that Hannah has, uh, the license, sorry, she has uh, the UEFA Pro license, which is actually the requirement for a Premier League manager. And obviously, the team that she's about to head up is League Two. And I think, you know, there's there's going to be, I'm sure, so much backlash from all those sorts of people that there always are. And I think, isn't this amazing that, you know, things are moving in that direction mm. that 
you know, we have so many men obviously coaching the women's teams. If you can't see it, you can't be it. It's such a classic phrase, isn't it? But hmm. for for girls now, they can not only look at coaching a women's side, but they can look at that and be like, oh, my gosh, that could totally be me. You know, I think, OK, this is a, a little bit nerdy of me, but I'm going to throw it out there. Please I do. read a quote from Hannah, which was in an article that The Athletic wrote. I think they wrote it a couple of years ago and it's been sort of revived now. But she said... We don't need more women in the system because it's politically correct. We need more women in it because it will make the product better. And I think that is so true. People think, oh, that's so great. There's a woman coach. But they don't think, God, she can bring so much to the table. And I'm really excited to see what this does and how it could change a lot of things. I think, you know, even down to obviously at the end of a, a women's match, we have like well the teams have their huddle uh, on the on the pitch because obviously yeah. the male coaches can't go into the female changing rooms and i think you know could this be something that then slowly migrates into the men's game for the same reason and i just think i think it's going to be really interesting to see i really hope that this is the beginning of sort of someone paving the way because what an amazing moment this is it's such a statement as well because she's just the right person for the job absolutely and that's and it it, you yes. know, there's nothing more to it, really. She's just the right person for the job. Totally. Also, the slightly negative side of things on talking about managers this past week has been the uh, the article, the interview that was interviews that were released around Vera Powell, Irish mm. national team's manager. So uh, there have been some allegations that she's in the past belittled players, commenting about their weight, how they look and so on when she was at Houston Dash. We're not really going to comment on these allegations. You know, obviously, that's not our place to to do. And uh, this podcast is intended to be a bit more light and airy. But uh, I think that the fact that Katie... They had the press conference or a press conference this past week too. Uh, It was half an hour and all the media, all the journalists had to talk about was this article. I just think, uh, number one, such a shame. It's so sad, isn't it? Because this is actually historic. It's such a huge thing. You know, for for Katie, she's, she's doing a press conference because she's about to captain her country into a World Cup. It does not get bigger than that. It simply doesn't. For them to just throw that sort of question constantly at her and in true Katie style, I think she dealt with it amazingly. Mm. Her her response was just absolutely bang on. But I just think what a shame that they couldn't almost couldn't give her the respect. We're here to talk about you. You know, I think the press conference was just before their send off game. Yeah. Where they're about to fly literally to the other side of the world to play in a World Cup. I just think it's yeah, I think journalists need to do better in that sense. Um, yeah. And, you know, they do it. You know, they, we know why they do it. They do it for the clickbaity type things. They know that that, that controversy is going to get them reads. But at the same time, I don't think that the topic of the World Cup is going to have nobody reading it. <laughs> People want to read about that as well. And it is, like you said, their first time going to this and they're being able to experience this. There are so many things that you could be asking them. Katie's response. I mean, she was asked directly about what the team thought about the allegations. And she basically said her and, and the manager, they push each other. But that's what 
happens in in kind of any team situation and that they're very focused on the games coming up i mean you were you use the word historic and it is every game that they'll be playing from now onwards across the course of this world cup is historic they've never done this before they've never had a send-off game to go to the world cup it should have been just such a momentous occasion i'm really hoping that she'll have that experience and she'll be able to sort of get a little feel a little bit more revitalized from that and take <laughs> that experience and hopefully have some interviews kind of on the pitch and around the pitch that will be more about the football and about where what their next experience experience is going to be. I think that now uh, is a good time. We have a uh, special journey today. We're going to be speaking with Leona, who is out in Sweden. And uh, so we're going to be hearing her journey and her fan five. So this is where I insert a jingle. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, here we are now. We've got Leona. She's uh, she's joined us to share her journey to the red and white. So, Leona, take it away. Cheers. Thanks for having me. I'm a fan from Sweden, which I don't know if we have any any Swedish fans in the in the WhatsApp group chat. But I started watching football after the World Cup. Well, I watched uh, the World Cup in 2019. I didn't really know who I was going to watch and since I'm Swedish, I watch the national team and I just followed players, basically. And Magdalene Eriksson uh, played, for, played for Chelsea. So I, mm. I started off watching Chelsea. I never was a fan. I never felt like I'd never wanted a, ch- a shirt or anything. But, yeah, I didn't know who I was going to watch. But then I saw them play against Arsenal and I just enjoyed watching Arsenal more and then I just started following Arsenal and I didn't really have access to watch the games at the start because they didn't stream it in Sweden and yeah it it was a bit hard but I watched as much as I could and it got easier throughout the years and my dad bought a streaming thing so I could watch basically all the WSL games and now I watch every game. But it's it's just being from another country, you know, I've never had the chance to go to games or anything. I've just seen it on the screen, basically. So sometimes you get a bit formal in it. (laughs) We know how that feels. (laughs) (laughs) The odd game that we can't get to, we can understand it. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I'm excited because if I've understood it right, they are going to play in Sweden 
I mean, shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, the beginning of September, I think. Yeah, not long. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think it's like three hours away from me. But my sister lives in Lean Shopping, so it's it's perfect. I'm, I'm 100% going. No, but I've been, I've been just watching Arsenal throughout the years. Unfortunately, we've won one trophy since I started watching them. But that was absolutely joyful that a concert win was unreal i recorded my my reactions to that game and i've edited it together so i've got a little video from from that day so i just kind of look back and remember it i'm stealing that i'm doing that (laughs) yeah so it's literally like three minutes of me screaming Oh, you were definitely one of us that I could tell you that. <laughs> like, yeah, it seems wherever you are, that's the reaction. <laughs> yep. And then I got into red and white first, but basically from Twitter, Joe made that um, Jordan song from the like uh, the Angel, the North London Forever One, mm. but with uh, Jordan, like uh, yeah, for Jordan. Yeah. And I was like. Well, I'm gonna record that because I I know the angel on, on the guitar because it's literally my favorite song. How how could it not be? <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. Uh, <laughs> I recorded that and and posted it, and Joe was like, "Just no one's gonna judge you. Just go for it." So so I did, and I've I'm, I've never let people hear me sing. Like even at home, I've never been the one to go around and sing too much. And after that, I'm just, I'm singing all the time. I don't care anymore <laughs> at all. And then I remember uh, Joe posted the Mr. Brightside one, like the idea he got. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to learn this on the guitar now and I'm going to record it. I said it as a joke. And he was like, well, go for it. And then, then it just happened. Yeah, I did not expect that to go up. And my phone was going off. For like two days and I was like wow I remember <laughs> I, I remember it. it was it was so good <laughs> it was brilliant I I remember seeing it as well and being like wow that was how I how it saw when I got in I was talking to Joe about different songs and stuff and then he was like well you you should join the whatsapp group which I did so now now I've been a part of it and for me, even though I, I don't even, I don't meet you guys or anything like that, but I still feel like I'm a part of it. That That's something I think is really special, that even though I'm, I'm in Sweden and you lot are at the games, I can still feel like I'm a part of it, like coming up with uh, different charms and stuff. So it, it's a special group and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. It's amazing to hear that community that we've tried to build works even when you aren't physically there but like I said earlier it's the fact that you were obviously leaping around your you know, screaming when when we won the uh, the Conti <laughs> Cup we were all doing that like it was obviously like yeah. no matter where you were in the world in that moment I think any Arsenal fan was screaming and jumping around so <laughs> I just think that yeah it's, it's amazing hearing that you you sense that that connection yeah 100% I, I remember watching the game and when they caught to the fans and I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I started. I, I love the fact as well that you started with Chelsea. Yeah, of all teams to choose. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. I can understand Ericsson, Like you know, she's, yeah. she's a yes. decent player. I can understand following it for that. I mean, how many people came to Arsenal through the Lionesses, for example? Yeah, it's it's a route in. But yeah, I'd say you definitely chose the. I'm biased, but you chose the right team. In the <laughs> no, I feel, I feel the same. What was it about uh, Arsenal that when you were watching them against Chelsea, what was it about them? It was something about it, the way they played. I, I remember Jordan, I love how Jordan plays. She's my favourite player. Um, and I, I don't know, I just started watching her more. And then I got into like all this like behind the scenes stuff from from before. And I was like, man, this feels more like, like a family. I, can, like, yes. I just love the, the feeling. And we got so many players who really play for the for the for the club. They play for the badge, mm. like Leah Williamson and and so on. And that was just something that was special because for me, football is about passion and, and love. And our players are truly playing for the club because they love it. I just enjoy that. The way that you just expressed that <laughs> was just perfect. I think that it's why it feels so special, I guess, as well, when you see all the players renewing. Because yeah, you can see absolutely. that they they know that, you know, it's we can see it and they obviously feel it. And it is incredible to see that togetherness. And it's really amazing that you can see that from afar as well. I can't wait for you to experience a game in person. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine having watched so many years of it on on the TV or, you know, whatever streaming platform for you to finally be able to. And also to watch it in your home country is amazing. I know. Um, Hopefully there'll be a big group of us there as well and we can have like a, you know, a proper official meeting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you'll be like, oh, we kind of know each other, but we don't know what we look like, but we all know each other. Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of know because, like, you see on Twitter and in the group chat, so I know everyone, yeah. but I don't know anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you, When you say that you've obviously been following the national team, the Swedish national team yeah. for a while, what do you think? Have you got any insight into Amanda and how she plays? Oh, she's brilliant. I love that. We signed her. She, she's so good. <laughs> excellent that's what we like to hear that's all that's necessary but then my yeah. my, my follow-up question is am I pronouncing it correctly <laughs> if I say Amanda Elistet? yeah it's pretty good go on how, how do you actually pronounce it <laughs> Amanda Elistet. Elistet, not ah. Elistet. okay now I'm going to ask is it Stina Blackstenius Stina Blackstenius Stina how do you pronounce <laughs> I'll say Stina Blackstenius. Oh, okay. yeah. Like the little, you know, it's like Stenius. It's kind of like they sort of merge yeah. a little bit more. I think we enunciate a little bit more for the song, but I think that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, she she probably doesn't care. She loves it either way. Well, my final question on the topic of pronunciation, and then I'm going to stop. Yeah. Is <laughs> our song that we sang for Stina on her birthday. Oh. Which is, I've got to try and remember it, Vjelskede uh, Stina Dievi, which, uh, in, as far as I'm aware, means we, what, what does it mean? We, we love, love you, Stina. Stina. We do. How is that pronunciation? Or are we massively <laughs> offending her by singing that at her? <laughs> well, 
We yes, love you, Sina, we do. <laughs> I would say, vi älskar dig, Sina. Vi gör. Wow. Mm. What, were, what were we saying to you then when we were saying the other one? And this we know for her next birthday. <laughs> well, this is why this is why we need you to come over to the games. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing because I have some some friends in in England, and when when they have like tried to say stuff in in Swedish, I'm like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> they're like, but it doesn't sound like you. I'm like. No, but I know what you mean. And <laughs> I guess every Swedish person probably know what you mean. We'd hope Even so. Though... I, <laughs> yeah. I suspect that when we're all trying to sing at her, probably not 100% in unison as most of us forget the words. I suspect <laughs> it might have got a little bit mangled in translation. But I, I, I hope she got the sentiment behind it at least. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to move on to the fan five, just because I think that hearing your like favourite atmospheres and things like that from watching it on TV. I, I'm, I'm super interested to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> so the fan five, this is a section where we basically, uh, we just run through a list and we reminisce a little bit about what's gone on in the past season. The first question out of the fan five is what was your favourite atmosphere at, um, at an away game? Well, atmosphere at an away game. Like what could is... you hear loudest on the TV? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Because you got the the commentary that sometimes just a bit too loud in my An- opinion. Annoying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I suppose we never think about that, do we? Because we obviously don't hear that. I know a lot of people uh, listen to the game, watch the games back, but. I never think about the fact that we could be drowned out by commentary. <laughs> mm. But that's the funny thing because when I've watched like before, you you don't hear the fans. But this season, especially their home games, I can hear mm. it or like the whole game, and I'm just singing along. We need to try and do like a global thing where we get where we just tell everybody right if you can hear us sing along video it and send it to us. I reckon yes. it would be amazing to actually capture that moment and say, you know, when we're singing but I think I know what it would be. It would be North London forever. When we're singing North London forever from the North Bank, everybody that's watching this from everywhere that knows the red and white record you singing it as well, send it in. Can you imagine oh how many we'd get? Let's I'm, I'm make this a thing. Sure. When when you sang it um, against Spurs, the away game, yeah, I remember hearing it and I started singing. I think I might have recorded that as well. Oh, there we go. We've got one video already. <laughs> <laughs> Best atmosphere at an away game. Spurs is an away game. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah, <laughs> but that was like for me. I I always knew that we were going to be louder. There was no doubt about it. But. If I think back to like Wolfsburg and and Bayern, where mm. there's such a small amount of of Arsenal fans compared to the other club, but you can still hear the Arsenal fans, which for me is is just I don't have words for it. It's unreal to hear it. You sit there and you hear them sing something, and then all of a sudden you hear Arsenal. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> all right 
<laughs> yeah, we were quite. I, I was in. I was in Munich. It was funny actually because, <laughs> because we were aware that it was a stadium with twenty thousand people in it. We knew that we kind of had to pick our moments. So whenever there was like a little lull. And they weren't doing their weird thing where they all stand up and clap in unison. I yeah. can't figure out why or how they did, but they did. Um, <laughs> we would all then go, right, it's our time, it's our time. Yeah. <laughs> and leap up and start chanting and waving and stuff. So well, I think we were quite strategic in making sure that we could be heard on that one. Otherwise, we would have wrecked our voices trying to chant over 20,000 people. Yeah. Um, I think those are special, but like the United away game, because you know that United, they their fan base are trying to to do something, mm. um, and they got fans who are singing. But still, you could hear Arsenal fans. Yeah, uh, and even it wasn't our game. Leo Williamson got injured and stuff like that. But you lot kept singing. Like you keep hearing it, and it's just it makes it feel a little bit better. I guess that's kind of the remit, though. You know, that's what we're there for. That that's what what I like about like. Also, it's a family. It's like we are all there for each other. When we struggle on the pitch, the fans are there for us, uh, for them. We're all in it together. Absolutely. And I think the fact that you feel that even from abroad, that speaks volumes about what is being created and has already been created. And I think as well, it's it's one of the things that I almost criticise other fan bases for because it's like... You can be loud. Some games, they are loud. Rare, but they are. But then the thing that I can't cope with this and why I frown on some of them is because they'll only be loud for certain bits of it. Like if they score or if something doesn't go their way, if the other team scores, they'll just go, ah, oh, and then stop singing. I think that that's the, one of the things that we do best. Even if we are a small group of people going, we're constant. I think that's... Yes. Uh, what I'm always perhaps most proud of about some of our some of our games is that consistency. And on that note, I'm gonna I'm gonna move us on to, to the second one yeah. of our fan five. I've just I forgot what we were doing. And I was just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is favorite home game atmosphere. What would you say was a standout watching it um, watching it from afar for you? The the Wolfsburg game at Emirates was sick. The fun thing is I. I actually wrote a song that I would have posted if we went through to the final. Oh, okay. Now I'm more disappointed than I was before. (laughs) (laughs) I've sent it to to a few people and they were like, they they basically said that it was going to blow up because it was, it was a good song. I think you should do it anyway. Just do it anyway. (laughs) Drop me in the group chat. Yeah, just we do love it. You know people are going to want to hear that. And now you've said it on a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can edit it out if you don't want to say it, but we've said it on a podcast. Nah, it's all right, it's all right. That game was, was incredible. That, like Such a big crowd that when you see people have big crowds and they're not singing, it just frustrates me. But this crowd was in it the whole time. The screams when we scored... Oh my days! I was literally, <laughs> I, I couldn't hear it at, when when it happened because I was I was running about. I got the reaction from that as well, and I was running around and I was crying and I was screaming. Other than that, what any home game? I just I just love it because we are so loud. 
It must be brilliant having heard that evolution, the fact that last season that wasn't the case. And then probably have a better perspective than us in, in some ways about how loud we've become. The, when we played United at home, I think it was after that game, I was like, did people sing? Because that was before like the red and white properly started. And I was like, I think we need to put the, the people who are singing needs to be together. Um, and not like spread out throughout the whole of Emirates, and then to see us having sixty thousand people singing is it, unbelievable. Yeah, oh, I'm just sitting here thinking about that moment. I'm gonna have to move yeah. on to the next to the next question. <laughs> just yeah. um, so very very good home atmosphere selection there. The next question is: What was your favourite team performance? I think I was most proud in. The Wolfsburg game, because we had so many injuries, no one expected us to win, and we put it to the last minute. I was absolutely heartbroken. I literally got sick from after that game because there was Aww. so much, <laughs> there was so much emotions and stuff. Even though I was absolutely heartbroken, I was so happy because they didn't give up. Not not for a minute. If you look back. Like last year, the FA Cup final when we mm. lost like three 0 If you if you look at the difference, the team it, it sort of just felt like they didn't really care in in that FA Cup final. But this time they they didn't give up, and I don't know. It just it just, it just makes you proud. Yeah, I can't add anything to that. So I I am just going to move on to the next question because that is <laughs> genuinely you just summed it up perfectly. So the next the next question is, what would be your dream signing for Arsenal? Myself. Yeah, okay, no. yeah. <laughs> no. uh, do you play? I, I do, a little bit injured at the minute, but... You're a true Arsenal player if you're injured. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, dream signing? I would have to say Penilla Harder. Uh, I love... Absolutely love her. When she went to to Chelsea, I was like, "Oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh no!" But when her and, and Magda left, I was literally celebrating it. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, I can find a route for them." No, that's a good choice. That's a good choice. I think. Um, mm. I don't know. Biased, you know. She was Chelsea and all of that. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, but uh, but I can see I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, I was watching her when she was at Wolfsburg and. I was saying back then, I was like, oh, I just want her at Arsenal. Wanted to have her for, for a long time. I think you put any kind of player like that with that level of quality into the, the squad that we have now and it immediately becomes scary for anybody else. You know, yeah, It's the same absolutely. with Russo. I think I read in the group chat earlier that somebody said that from Russo's comments, it's, it looks like she's almost looking forward to not being the standout player. The fact that she is one of many. And yeah, kind of, I think- being able to lean on them and learn from them, not not so much from the pressure exactly. side, but being able to learn, which is mm. shows where the team is. Yeah, I think it's good for her to to get that. She doesn't have to play every game, and she has to fight for her sport because the amount of uh, attacking players we've got, and with Beth and Viv coming back from injury, there are so many players. So you really <laughs> have to to fight for it, and I think that will just make her a better player, Completely. which is good for us. 
Yes, it's nice to have too many options at this stage. We've had a, a season of having too few. <laughs> yep. So now we've got, you know, the other the other problem. But that's Jonas's problem. He'll sort that out. <laughs> yeah. So the final question, the final fan five, although we've just talked about all of the games, I think, across the season. <laughs> so the final one is is actually about chants. So what, what yeah. has been your favourite chant? Oh, it's hard. I know. <laughs> I love them all. I, but I just love those. Uh, when you're just trolling the the other fans a bit, like when we were playing Chelsea or Spurs, and we are just the banter, it's it's just so funny, and it's it's never like we're never really rude. Uh, it's just banter in it. But for a player, I would probably say Katie McCabe. It's just iconic. Excellent choice. Is that the one that if you're if you're at home watching the game that you just can't help but just chant out on your own because I know it goes round and round in my head. I sing all of the songs. If if I hear a song, I will start singing it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what song it is. I mean, to be fair, the the games that I haven't been like some of the away games this season, I do the same. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> and when we score, I'll be leaping around my flat and my flatmates will be concerned. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, it's fine. We scored. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that the Conte Cup and and uh, when we played Wolfsburg, that recording is so funny because my sister was watching it with me, and she doesn't care about football really, and she was just sitting there and she was like, "Yay!" and I was like running around, I was screaming, I was crying, <laughs> I was jumping, and she was like, "Calm down! How can you calm down?" <laughs> it's a valid question <laughs> how can you calm down in a moment like yeah. that it's very difficult it took me about five days to decompress <laughs> yeah. I should send those reaction things in, in the group chat you should do genuinely everybody yeah. would appreciate that like because it's you know, like like you say we are all in this together and there are so many people yeah. that are in the chat because they want to contribute and you are contributing and it's just nice to like see see your experience as well um, yeah, and hearing okay. about it today yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation <laughs> me too it was, it's been a pleasure to be on it I'm no fan of of podcasts but this podcast is it is truly good it is the best <laughs> yeah oh thanks guys Nat and I enjoy doing it a lot <laughs> so because we just do just sit and chat it's a privilege to be able to do it really so uh, <laughs> but it's nice to hear that other people enjoy listening to our waffle as well so uh, definitely yeah well thank you that is a fantastic fan five so I'm just going to say thank you ever so much uh, Leona for joining us um, genuinely really do appreciate it it's, it's been great hearing your experience and thank you for teaching me how to pronounce things <laughs> <laughs> no problem yeah thanks for having me it's, it's been a pleasure to be on it well we can't we can't wait to meet you at a future game yeah. um yeah rebecca thank you ever so much for co-hosting with me today you've been fantastic thank you so much for having me again um it has been an honor quite literally <laughs> uh on that note until next time ale ole away
TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.